You shot for us. Yeah, yeah, I know Sponsor. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um. Zoe's back, a Dodgers thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Over was that, was that it? The, I think it was Dodgers, maybe in MacArthur Park, like a couple yep. of years back. Yep. Yeah. Had me shirtless. Yeah. Had the top Pre workout. I look more skinnier there. But. Popped the blouse <laughs> off, had the, the tattoos showing. It's all shy and shit. Yeah. What's happening, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I don't get out to these parts often. Went to high school around here, though. Marshall. Did you really? Jason gave me <laughs> some notes. Fun. Yeah, man, even all the way back to that era. Yeah, Shit. yeah he's, okay. got, he's got the files on you. He really knows. Where are you now? Are you in K Town? Yeah, K Town. Can't leave. But you, um, in your in the notes I got from Jason, it said, "Yeah, be careful. She's got like a broken paw or something. So just don't don't let her jump off the couch, okay?" Okay. okay. Um, my dog's deteriorating. He's super cute. Um, yeah. In the in the notes, it said you came from Argentina first. I was. I was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Oh, shit. And my mom and my dad speak perfect Spanish and, you know, they're Korean. But, you know, they all, they immigrated there from Korea when my mom was young. My dad in his early 20s moved there. They met. But I guess, like, just for work or some shit, like, a lot of Asians moved there to Is South there America. Is there a Korean, like, I think so. That, that neighborhood they're from has, like, Koreans. The way, like, Chinese are in, like, Colombia or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, um... It's uh, the Peru in Peru. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, you know, Poela Braza? Yeah. Yep. The people that own that are Asian. Yep. But it's like crazy Peruvian chicken. That's it, what I'm is saying. Is it Peruvian? Yeah. There's Argentinian spots too that if you go there, there's like a Korean running it or something. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Um, so fucking K-Town. K-Town. Pretty much. I mean, I, I consider myself like born and raised there even, you know, because I came here when I was three. And I've been residing in K-Town my whole life since then. K-Town's interesting. Like, I'm thinking about just like Koreans in LA. And I mean, like all kind of um, ethnicities or cultures, there's like, there's just like a little separate world going on that you're not really privy to. Right. right? Like there was, um, there was an after hours called M-Bar. I think it was called M-Bar back in the day off of Temple. And it was like I think I know what you're talking about. This might be a little bit before my time, though. But it might be. But it was Korean yeah. people. Okay. And they just were like, they were just doing their own. Like yeah. I just and I've heard stories about like Korean spots just being kind of like outside the limits of law, right? Like where it's just oh, like yeah, like there's shit going on in these in these spots where. Hey, you just don't know about it if you're not part of the community. Like you might stumble across it. It's one night. definitely the underbelly of K Town. Yeah. I've even gotten trouble like speaking about it. You have? Yeah, like I've gotten, you know, there was a time like, you know, they've done pieces on me about like my neighborhood for like, you know, over 15 years or something like that. And then there was one time on in the LA Weekly, they're like, take us through like a day and night in K-Town. So yeah. like I ended in like, it was like a sketchy spot. Yeah. And then like a couple of days later, one of my homegirls like who works in that world was like, Yo, my my boss wants like is looking for you and shit. Oh shit! Yeah, so like now I might get in trouble now. No, no, but this was like a while ago. Yeah, and, and they were like the whole crew of people who like ran that stuff was like I was like in deep shit. Oh wow! And I had to like fix it and shit. I really? had to like yeah talk to people and like to make it, it cool. Yeah, because like I was just loose in the interview and I I just I think I didn't think twice about it. You know what I mean? I'm just plunging right back into the into the beef like. I <laughs> know, no, no. It's a, it You're gonna make matter. amends again. It's, no. It doesn't matter. It was just like one of those things that I just was. I spoke so loosely. It was just like I just was like I assumed like everybody knows or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, it's cool. It's like I know that not to, not talking more about, it, but there's like you know, after our spots, like there's never been a ban on smoking in any of these spots. Like exactly. Fools have been smoking in there. Like it never, like there's just a different world yeah. where like the, the rules of LA are just not, they're not, they don't enter in those places. No, for sure. I found out that there are other spots too though, like through other homies and different communities that they got their own little after hour shit. It's probably not as like crazy as maybe K-Town, yeah. but there are, you know, yeah. I mean, when we were growing up in LA, there's places, you know what I mean? We, we used to go to and stuff, but there's definitely a cultural after hours thing going on yeah. in K-Town, you know? Yeah, every culture's got their little after hours. For like, sure. Some of them are like gambling spots. Like, and, and, you, and the thing about LA is it's so, it's so spread out 
and there's so many different things going on. And if you're not tapped in, there's just things happening right next to you you never know about. Oh, for sure. You hear stories about it, but you're just like, and it just takes the right person to come pull up and be like, hey, come here this night. And all of a sudden you're at some weird fucking, you know. You need the designated homie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also you need the right person or you can't even get in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've, and you also, um, you're, you've been podcasting for a minute, right? I have about like uh, three, a little over three years now. Three years. How's um, it going? It's good. Yeah. We do it like about once a week. Once a week. Uh, it's very like Asian, Asian American focused. Like a lot of the guests or like the shit we talk about is kind of like the way we grew up or whatnot. So it's cool. And it wasn't intended like that. I think it was just like when we started, I was bringing in like homies that are involved in cool spaces and a lot of them happen to be Asian and kind of got focused in it. And I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool because I feel like there was a space for that, you know? Yeah. So we just kind of leaned into that a lot more and shit. As your, yours is video too, right? Yep, video. We do it live. I know this is like yeah, a little live Discord. action. Well, how do you do yours live? Where do you go? Right here. Well, not on Discord, Discord or or Twitch. Twitch. Oh, we yeah. do it on Twitch. But then we have Discord running too because when we take the calls, we take it from here. You take it from Discord. Yeah. Yeah. And that shit's sketchy because you don't know if like someone's gonna start like yell, yelling some racist shit or something. You're like, we're not screening these motherfuckers. You know, what has I mean? anyone done that? Nah, nah, nah. Luckily, yeah. Uh, but you know, you just, a lot of times they just want to like hang out. You're like, can you come? Can you come with a question? They're like, what's up? I'm like, what? I'm trying to work here. Like, I'm right. trying to do something. Right. Like, ask me a question. Give me something to talk about. They're just like, hey, uh, what's up, man? Yeah, like, it's it's like that too. That's. That's the shit that's more annoying. It's not not the crazy shit that you, they would just call and be like, "Yeah, I just want to say like I like your shit, your this album, Bob." I'm like, "Okay, cool, bro." Yeah, you have like yeah, something. Like, you give give me something juicy. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's not that's not really a, a much, much content. And it says also in Jason's notes, Jason produced this show. Yeah, um, he said that you at one point were a bail bondsman. I was, I was. That was a weird thing. So like. I guess, I mean, I, w- I went into like the creative world, like when I was about 22, 23 was when I like full on not working a job, just went into like, you know, rapping or, you know, all this other extra shit. Um, before I had all types of odd jobs, um, I worked at an insurance company. Oh my God. And then uh, like, like a small insurance office that's an offshoot of like the main corporate thing, but there's also side hustle was bail bondsman. Right. So I'm working as a the ins- at the insurance company, but it's like barely any money, but they were like, yo, if you want to make some real money, work, right? like, yeah, fucking shitty. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I used to, I used to make side money by printing out fake insurance papers right. for the homies. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just give me 250. I'll just type it out for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it's like, every, I feel like every job that I had, I was always like stealing from it or something. You There's know, some little side hustle. Always, always. Yeah. Movie theater, this, I stole, yeah. you know, was, you know, and then. The bail bondsman shit was just like one of those things. Like I saw my other coworkers who was working in that bail bondsman were making a lot of money. I was like, Yo, how do I do this shit? They put me through the training, but it was all sketchy. Like we would be soliciting jails and shit, you know? Like our thing was this. So like the owners were Korean. So they would bail out usually like other Korean fools that are just getting into some bullshit. Like it's like DUIs or domestic violence or some shit like that, right? Nothing like crazy, crazy, like everyday people get into. So we go on the jail website and we just type in Korean last names, like Park (laughs) Kim Lee's and see who pops up and who just got locked up like that weekend. Right. So it was like, there was like a filtering system and it was easy because Korean last names, you only got like a handful. Yeah. Look that up, we're going through it and see who's getting that. And like, I remember my boss telling me like, those are the kind of cats we're trying to just like go and solicit. We go and interview motherfuckers across the glass, be like, yeah, you want to get bailed out? And we just figured out, it was really sleazy, honestly. Wow, it's like super sleazy. Yeah, exactly, super sleazy shit. Oh shit, it's not not exciting like fucking Dog the Bounty Hunter, you're not like, Fuck chasing, no. chasing fools through K-Town. Nah, tasers. I don't think that's the thing. They didn't want that. They wanted like normal motherfuckers who just got caught up or some shit. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but it was super sleazy, honestly. It, it only lasted like six months or something before I was like, this shit is exhausting too, you know? And then you went, like, what was your, what were your parent, like, what was your parent, your your home life like? What was it? What were they thinking? Like, oh, my home life was, my parents were wild. My dad was like, you know, drunk, like drunk really abusive yeah especially i mean to us but like you know we're just kids and like we just grew up with ass beatings and shit but like seeing the shit with my mom was like the crazier thing you know what i mean so my dad was you know he just got caught up um you know being an immigrant here working mad hours getting drunk gambling and i think 
I talk about that a lot. I just felt like it was like that pursuit of that American dream kind of ultimately broke apart our shit, our family. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, because those shits are long hours. You know, you get caught up and you just have to like stress relief. It was, you know. And first generation doesn't get it usually. It's, mm -hmm. usually, it's usually second born, like second generation gets it, right? right. American dream. For sure. The first generation, it's just like your, your dream is to grind. You see that in immigrants, yep. right? Like yep. then the kids are like, they get to, they get afforded all this, all this good shit, right? Yeah. Like you get access because you know how to navigate. And it's also the freedom. Right. Like I feel like. People always think about like, oh, Asian parents being super strict, yeah. but actually they're too busy to even be strict. I felt right. like my parents were never really strict. They were just so fucking working all the time. That's why right. I was able to go out, like sneak out to, you know, open mics at night and rap. Like I was going to South Central, you know, Project Blow, Project Blow every yeah. Thursday night. Yeah. And that's Thursday. That's 1030 like PM when shit's popping and going to like two in the morning. I was doing that every every week for like years. You know what I mean? So luckily i had something like that of course you can get into some other shit too like fucked yeah. up shit you know yeah. which was like a balance i got into some wild shit too but really that was like i was lucky to be like obsessed with a thing that was actually like positive you know yeah what years were you going to project bloat i was going probably 2000 uh 2003 <clears throat> was the first year i went Okay, and wow. I, I was about like 15 16 and then i went since then i was you know i'm still part of the family so i mean i never really stopped until it, they just pretty much stopped you know what I damn mean? project but i mean that shit that i i didn't know it went on that long i remember when that when that shit broke when i was a kid and it was yeah. like freestyle fellowship um volume 10 yep and those, those are like the ones that we know about there's all yeah. the other like bus driver like yeah bus there's driver, all like the crazy like the Red Lord, cv yeah. yeah 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 and that dude that fuck that even that that freestyle fellowship album I think now is too soon. It's yeah, still, no, for it's sure. It's still too far ahead. Bro, when I, when I was going up, you know, I was going up on the radio shit, you know what I yeah. mean? And then like some of the underground stuff was like East Coast. It's like Black Star, you know, Ruckus, all yep. that stuff. Yep. And I remember like I found the Freestyle Fellowship CD. Like this was before Project Blown. Right. And I, I just didn't get it still. You yeah. Know? I was like, this shit is so weird. Yeah. And then after I started going to Project Blow and I started like soaking in all the freestyling and the places they took it, like I slowly started kind of getting like the artistry of it. Yeah. But those records were so bugged out. Like so they were so out. left, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, even 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 volume 10, like Pistol Grip Pump, right. could, I think that could land now. If that if something like that dropped now, yeah. and it had a fucking young boy or an Anna Lee on it somewhere, right? I think that would work. Yeah, because it's just like because it's everything's gotten very abstract and weird now. Right, again. like that's true. But but you know, but the freestyle fellowship shit, like uh, you know, Mike and I, and like the dude, that's the the one. Uh, I, I'm not gonna go into a whole thing where I'm like reciting the album, but I right. just haven't thought about it in so long. Yeah, and uh, fuck man, that shit was crazy. And going to Project Blow, like I think we won a couple times. Like I was I. I was when I was a kid. We like you know I was rapping a little bit, and we had like a crew. And um, I think I got pulled back into graffiti harder, so I stopped doing rap shit. But like yeah. you know, we'd fuck around and like go check things out. It was it's intense. It's a crazy scene. Like you can fuck around over there. No, you know? I mean it was it was a reality check for me because I was already killing shit in my school and like house parties and shit. You know, and I thought yeah. I was tight, <laughs> and then yeah, I went yeah. over there. I almost shit my pants that first week. I I stuck my head in a cipher, and I was like, Oh my god. God damn, I got to go back to the drawing board. You know, right. I didn't even rap that first week. And I I was ready to go in and just like go in the ciphers and just killing it. And I remember like hours passed and I'm walking back to my homie's car and I was like, fuck, I should have hopped in. <laughs> and I was like, so disappointed in myself that I didn't, you know. It was, but it was it taught me like a huge lesson in like really playing with like the big boys on that level, you know, like knowing who the best shit is and yeah. knowing my comfort zones and it took took me out of my comfort zone crazy. Yeah. Because I'm a Korean kid who didn't go like fucking south of Pico until right. that point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, you can end up really being a townie, you know? Like I didn't leave, I didn't leave Venice. I mean, I honestly didn't leave Venice around 10 years ago. You know, like I said, I was, I mean, I kind of ended up getting priced out really, but but I wasn't, I just didn't leave. I was like, oh, you know, everything's here. Why would I go anywhere? And like, I, I didn't leave, I didn't leave the neighborhood until like I hooked up with kids.
had cars in high school doing graffiti. Yeah. But I, I they were like, yeah, we're going to go here, go there. And I go, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Like, maybe I've been to Westwood a little bit, but I really didn't leave. I'm the same know? way. Like, yeah. uh, just like how you and Spanto like Venice, I'm, I'm K-Town, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's not even about like, I mean, at some point, yeah, we did and, and, and whatnot, but definitely does like an attachment to your neighborhood and how yeah. you rep it too. Yeah. And like when motherfuckers rep it, it like whack too. Like I, w- I want to be like involved in somehow, you know, like make sure I keep it in line and, yeah. and give the best representation of it. Cause there's motherfuckers from your hood that'll like take the story of it and like turn it into a whole nother thing. You know, yeah. I feel like I like protecting kind of even the locals story of it. You know what I mean? Like if, if you become like, a voice or whatever or an actor or whatnot i want to make sure that the locals still have like the proper voice because there's dudes in your na- in all of our neighborhoods that like you know aren't the best for like hollywood or like you know doing talk shows or whatnot right, right. you know and I, I don't like when fools try to make fools of those cats you know what i mean right. oh right right like i hate that shit right right yeah when they get when they're getting exploited or something oh yeah i like see that shit all the time painting the wrong picture yeah, in hollywood it happens too because like asian stories are getting real popular now right and i see fools looking into what k-town they think k-town oh is, yeah, yeah and then yeah. turning it into a whole different thing right they're like oh this is cool let's do uh the k-town experience and yeah. they grab the wrong dude oh always fuck you know? yeah, 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 yeah i hate that shit what do you i mean is, is as a community k-town do you think it's like is there more of a structure as far as like older people younger people churches like how does it work over there what's the deal there's a there's a lot i mean churches it's funny you say churches because that that's a big thing in korean community too yeah. like when i guess immigrants come to like an ethnic area like koreatown <laughs> like churches is where they congregate with each other you yeah. know I, I grew up in the uh, in the christian church and shit right. too and meeting other like korean families like i went to the, the same church as the family that started forever 21. oh shit and there they became like billionaires oh, wow. i mean and like their daughter was like my age and and all that but yeah like it's churches and then the, a lot of them families have businesses in downtown like yeah. the fashion district yeah uh the toy district like that whole area santee and all that yeah um th- that's like a huge thing wholesale yeah downtown wholesale. and yeah. koreans and shit yeah yeah that's crazy um hold on, i'm looking more into jason's notes see if there's any uh questions on the discord jason uh ask him about watsky ask you about watsky <laughs> um what about him i mean what the fuck uh, what kind of question is that you about watsky. who's watsky uh he's just he's a um artist friend of mine i toured with uh he had a he was uh how's, how's Waski? he's good i just <laughs> saw him recently yeah. Waski's he's good. good he's fine <laughs> don't worry he's fine Waski's good but he had a crazy viral hat thing happen mad years back where he he jumped off of a, a crazy like during a concert he climbed up a crazy thing and it was like the craziest stage dive that like right probably up there with right. the craziest stage dives he fucking did you ever see that no. oh my god it was nuts yeah, it was insane. It was pretty high up, higher than any of the like the little Uzi Vert's jump or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What did little Uzi Vert do? He did one off of like Rolling Loud, and it, it, it people like gassed it up, but it wasn't really that high up or nothing like that. You know? It Have was, you seen Daylight's take on little Uzi Vert? Day, Daylight the rapper? Yeah. Uh, nah. What did he say? He said, "I love this." I, and I always try to find it on the internet. Daylight's the homie, by the way. Yeah, because we co- both come from battle rap world. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Daylight's sick, and he he has this thing about Lil Uzi Vert where he goes, he basically breaks down Lil Uzi Vert's name, and if you say say Lil Uzi Vert over and over again, Lil Uzi Vert, 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 loser, Lucifer. Yo, that's fucking hilarious, bro. And he talks about how Lil Uzi Vert's like. See, he talks about he does this whole thing where he breaks down his rhymes where he talks about pointing a gun. He has something about pointing a gun up in heaven, all this shit. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, dude, that's fucking sick. Like, cause I feel like a lot, you know, I feel like a lot of um I was talking to my buddy about this earlier. Like Satan, right? Uh has always been the go-to for just like controversy and, and like evil is cool, right? Yeah. And it's controversy. So it's like someone figured that out, like, you know, in the in the 70s or 60s, like right. fucking uh, you know, what's what's the original um, you know, satanic group. not not a satanic group. The original, it's like there's Kiss, but before Kiss, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper yeah, it's yeah. like Alice Cooper was evil, you know. Right, right, right. But Alice Cooper is just probably just some like funny fucking Jewish guy, right? Yeah, something like that. Is like, he really? Like, That's amazing. But like you know, but you see, but the parents see him on stage. He's got dark makeup. He's yeah, like, ah, I got a snake. You know. Yeah. And I feel like that's just been 
it's either like back in the in in the olden days you were accused of being into the devil and now you embrace the devil for like you know the whole thing with travis scott and all this stuff it's like yeah dude like it's sick it's sick to worship the devil because you're gonna sell a lot of albums if you're right, good you right know? right um and and it makes it look like you're fucking scary but it does make you it makes it it feels like they're like so bold enough that right. don't take on the devil or something yeah you yeah. know what i mean and like yeah. we grew up like a lot of us grew up like even in the church or whatnot and it, it, it when it's not like all of a sudden we're like super religious but like embracing devil shit seems like you're still kind of unsure like what if there is what a heaven if and hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what if there is a heaven and hell i'm fucked because i right. just did something about with the devil you know it's like yeah like what if it like because i don't really believe that there's an afterlife but it's like yeah there's always that one thought of like you die and you're like oh fuck yeah god damn it like you know, you're you know you're in hell and you're like fucking the, <laughs> i should have i should have been careful i, I should have suspected it but yeah. no nah, yeah that's what it is Probably yeah crazy. Daylight is, your beast. Daylight's a beast though, man. Yeah. And He's on TDE now, isn't so, he? Yeah, he fucks with him. I don't know the whole logistics of that, but right. I've just been a fan of his like bat like raps and shit are just so cryptic. Yeah. You know, he like breaks down where it's insane. Yeah. Also, like the fucking the the face tattoo early like he had the he has the full like Oh yeah. What is it? The, it's it's like the wrestler. Like yeah. He's is like it, the Gigi Allen of of battle rap totally, or something, like totally. taking a shit on stage. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Cadillac Ron? Yeah, yeah, that's the homie too. Um, Cadillac was like, I, I gave Cadillac like his first battle. I used to throw battle rap events and I told Caddy, I was like, yo, you should do this shit, You're, you know? And then he, uh, the first like battle thing he did was like through me. Like right. acapella battling, right? right. Um, but yeah, I've known Cad Cadillac Ron for a long time. Yeah, he was wild, man. He was, he was, he yeah. was, he was a wild guy. I he remember. was, he did, he did uh, heroin like live, shot heroin while he's he rapping during yeah. the thing, and that shit was wild. Dude, yeah, that's another it, Gigi Allen. Yeah, vibe. I mean, he was really, he was, he was more, you know, he, I mean, he's dead, but rest in peace, Cadillac yeah. Ron. But uh, he, he shot dope up while he was rapping. Yep. So if you guys want to Google that little treat, Cadillac Ron shoots up heroin. <laughs> Google that little treat. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just. It is kind of crazy because in hip hop, we see so many people like passing away, like, yeah. uh, you know, this era. And even when I think back into my era of artists that I grew up with, a lot of them passed away too. Like think people I've done stuff with, you know, I did an interview with like Sean P and he's passed away. You know, I battled some of like two opponents that I've battled in the past are, you know, uh, dead now, you know, like, and it's just like, Shit is crazy. How does shit just happen? And fool's not all through like violent shit or drugs, just to right. age and health. You know, it's like wow. I feel like the the. I mean, it's a reflection of the black community, but the hip hop community motherfuckers die more than you don't see this in like you know. It wasn't. I mean, a lot of people died in rock and roll, but nowhere near. I think as much. I mean, you I, think so? I think I think if you did a metric, if you were to break down like per Genres. you know the amount of people in the, in this group. I'd say so many more people have died in rap, especially recently. Yeah, because people die and you don't even blink. Like fucking dude, what's his face? He just got stabbed at the YG thing. Um, yep, yep. Uh, 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 Drakeo. Yeah, like yeah. it's just and it's like not even you just blink, it just happens so fast. Like yeah. fools are fools die. It seems like every month a rapper dies, but it, it, the yeah. news cycle is so crazy. You know, like when Tupac and Biggie died, it was like the whole fucking you know both coasts were just like, what is happening? Yeah, uh, you know, like even Big L was like, whoa, Big L's dead. You know, right. Right. But now it's just kind of like a dude dies and it's like, well, the news cycle is so fucking fast. We're just we're on to like whatever the fuck's happening. next. I, I was thinking about that, seeing like what that was like during that era, because obviously we have certain greats that we all remember that passed away. But there must have been like smaller rappers too that probably passed away, too. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, maybe even more now. I think know? it happens a lot, man. I think I think yeah. that I, and I think that. Look, there was a mass shooting last week, I think, in Buffalo. And I'm like, it's already like being pushed out of my head. Yeah. You know, and I'm like watching this shit on Instagram of like people talk about like, this is my mom. She was, she helped the community. She got killed. Yeah. It's terrifyingly tragic, right? No, yeah, but, for sure. But also we're like, we're, we're completely at the mercy of this like churning news cycle. So it's just like, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, they're probably gonna fucking they're probably gonna nuke the Ukraine, the fucking Buffalo thing. But then, then we're like, well, Amber Heard just took a shit on Johnny Depp's chest, so that's, <laughs> right, right. you know, it's like it's like it's just fucking we're inundated. I don't you know? think we can dwell on one death nowadays. There's so much yeah. shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like when one person dies, they even get like two weeks of attention. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know what no, I'm saying? No, it's like nothing. Like there's no, there's no, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, that was a big one. That, that was, was a more, big one. one of the more bigger ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, if you. Yeah, I mean, even to cut comedy, it's like you went from like Norm Macdonald to like Bob Saget, oh, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried. You know, it's like, bam, oh, bam, But Gilbert Gottfried died. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, Gil- bam, 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 like back to back, you know? Bob Saget died mysteriously. And and it's like totally, like, had this happened 20 years ago, we would be talking about just Bob Saget for six months. Yeah. Like, we would be like going over, it would be like court TV, all this stuff. Bob Saget, Detective. like news specials. Yeah. 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 Now it's just like, pfft. Keep moving. What else? <laughs> like, there's no shit's crazy, man. Yeah, we're just crazy. numb to it. Everyone's yeah, numb, numb to it. it. It's, you know, yeah, we're, it's too. We're getting too much information. Everything's moving too fast. Um, and you know, we've been through. I don't know. We've been through a lot, man. It was like the lockdown too. Like that whole the whole lockdown thing. I think like all the COVID deaths. And yeah. Shit. Oh, did, there's a million COVID deaths in America. Did right? you do? You, did you know people who died of COVID? I don't. In the last like. Three was it three years of pandemic? I don't or something? know anyone directly. Who Me died. too. I, I knew like friends who were like my grandparents yeah. died or something like yeah. that. But yeah. I was like, how the fuck do we not know some directs? <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, do you know any directs? Uh, my girlfriend's almost stepfather. Okay, okay. And the people like that, I know people like so and so's dad, and you know, so and so, you know, went to a coma. Like, yeah, um, you know. because then you start to question even that you're like is that even real but then it's like well no people are really getting like i know people who got fucked up i'll tell you that much yeah i got a few friends i got a friend who got it so bad he had like he dude he had blisters in his mouth oh shit he got covid and a healthy guy healthy strong dude like he got like it was boiling him from the inside and he had access to all the fucking medicines you could get and he's like if i didn't have access to this shit i might have been toast i feel like the first wave of motherfuckers who caught it got the worst uh post covid effects yeah yeah that you know what i mean like i had homies who were like my lungs are permanently like there's holes in it and shit and like all types of shit. And, yeah. But these days it's it's more like, you know, you get rid of it in a week or two. Whatever. No, I, no, I talked to another guy whose friend has lingering COVID and they said it's like having, it's like he's had a terrible flu for like a year. I'm like, fuck that. sounds that. absolutely fucking terrible, miserable. Terrible. Bro. What the fuck? Yeah. I got a hard enough time like making my way through the world without having a terrible flu on top. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like for sure. <laughs> it's fucking it's wild, man. We've we've been subjected to some in, insane shit in the past few years. Sh- and- shit's going back. I mean, honestly, I'm about to visit uh Korea. Yeah. And I haven't gone there. You know, I usually would go like once or twice a year, whether it's like for work or just chilling catch them catching up with friends yeah and uh, you know obviously since the top of the pandemic i haven't gone but i'm gonna go next month for the first time and things are finally like open again there yeah and what's it like when you you know when you go to korea let's say you like you're you're not connected yet yeah and you go to korea as a korean american what's the reception like there to to just any korean americans yeah um i think it's it's they're pretty used to it they're chill yeah most koreans speak pretty good english right um it's not like japan like japan if you go it's hard to get around i remember going to japan multiple times i'm just like it's hard to navigate if you're like you know an english speaker signs like in in korea it's pretty accommodating to english speakers oh okay and most of them speak pretty good english i think it's because the pop culture in korea just gotten so big oh yeah you're right it's huge it's gotten huge yeah it's huge even when i exploded yeah back in the day like i go there and I'd be somewhat of a celebrity because I was only like a handful of like musicians during the time. Right. Now there's like a thousand Korean rappers. Like I, right, you know, I'd right, be nobody. Right. They already have their own stars and shit. Right, right. Uh, so things have changed crazy. Like it's been explosion. You know that shit. I mean? That was a crazy crossover. Like the K-pop, the way the K-pop shit got so big and like just kind of crushed America. Fucking crazy. Crazy. Like you wouldn't expect it. That's why you know, things are. It's it's interesting. Like there's like. Things are opening up in a way, and there's there's good and bad things that are happening. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of downsides, there's a lot of upside because you know K-pop. Who knew? I don't. I'm, I wouldn't even know. I've never listened to K-pop. I don't know what the fuck. I would it is, say but. Latin cultures had a huge explosion, though. Yeah. Would you say that? Like, yeah. it's like I mean, you know, if you look at the charts or something, like Bad Bunny's all over that right, shit. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. people talk about the K-pop shit, but I see so much of the Latin crossover too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's it's it, probably those two. You know, like has had the. I mean, and, you know, we think America is like, you know, we think American so, media exactly. is like, we're like, this is it. And it's like, dude, there's a whole world. Of- yeah, I'm, you know, I'm like that too. Even though I'm Korean or whatever, I'm, I'm so stuck in my like Asian American world. Yeah. And the truth is, it's like, I just can't fully relate to that side of things. Right. You know, like I could be Korean and 
I see my people doing their thing, but I feel so kind of over here more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Were you on some post-apocalyptic TV show? Post-apocalyptic TV show. I'm trying to think what that would am be. I thinking of, am I thinking of the right thing? What, what TV shows have you, have you, have you I've been done? I've done Nora from Queens, which is with Aquafina on Comedy Central. I did Power. <laughs> I did like a few episodes of Oh, Power. maybe it was Power. Oh, no, it was Power. I mixed up the show. Power is where I, I... It was Power. It was you like were, early on. This was years yeah, yeah. ago. This was one of my first re-watching. acting gigs, and I like sliced my pinky yes. off and shit. <laughs> but Kore- Koreans don't do that, do no, they? No, dude. That's what, like, that's what stuck in my that's head. That's so like, funny. That I was like, why are they doing that? So so when I... That was one of my first acting gigs. Right. This was like five plus years ago. And they were so they wanted to have like an Asian gang side of this yeah. like underworld. Yeah. But they wanted to squeeze in everything. So that when they were dressing me, they were like, we want it to be like a gangster meets K-pop or something. So they're putting like eyeliner on me, all this shit. Get and the then, fuck out of and here. then when I got punished, they're doing a Yakuza thing, which is Japanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're literally mixed in every Asian thing that they possibly knew into this role it was like k-pop yakuza you know like all that shit so that was pretty funny i mean you know i just did whatever because my first acting role yeah i wasn't like this is incorrect yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean now they i i that's what it was i was because you know what it is i'll I'll sit down i'll put on like i'll put something on when i'm like taking a nap to like you know take it i just like watch you when i nap and i started re-watching i never really fully watched power like i I would get into a few and i saw it and i was like I was like, oh shit, that's homeboy. And then and I was like, and then why? I'm like, why the fuck are they cutting this? That's not a no, Korean thing. No, that's incorrect. They just wanted to squeeze in everything they probably thought that's was such Asian. A, that's it. such a big fuck up. I like, know. It's I like know. ridiculous. Like it doesn't, it's not even like it doesn't make any sense. You know, but what like cats, like people, you know, the hip hop world really loves that show. Yeah. Um, like all the rappers and shit. Yeah, and yeah. I remember when I did that role. Like more people knew me in the hip hop world for that than me actually rapping. Than you rapping. Yeah, because, you know, like when I rap, like, you know, everyone has their like niche markets. Like my market is like Asian kids, or, yeah, you know, yeah. some underground hip hop heads. Yeah. But like when I'd be on tour, like just it wouldn't be anybody in the crowd. It'd be more like just I'd be walking down the street and some random like hood dude would be like, I saw you in power. Man. <laughs> like, oh, right, right. They didn't even know I rapped or nothing. I was like, right. I saw you in power. Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be funny. I mean, that's the power of of television as as a media, right? Like, shit's just gonna fucking reach. Nah, for sure. Because like your, you know, your music is niche, and you're not you're not a huge pop star, and it's just like, exactly. There's there's whole musical scenes that, like, you know, if you think about it, there's so many musical scenes that are so serious to so many people that you just not never aware of are gonna tap into. You know, like. I don't know. Like I just, you know, like the whole the whole fucking hardcore emo scene, right? Right. Like that was so huge and probably still is. And it's like I've never and I've been a J. I didn't even know about it. I remember I got this job and I was working in Orange County and and I I'd never um, I just never even I didn't know what hardcore music was. Yeah, I knew what punk music was. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Venice. So I didn't know what hardcore was. I didn't know what emo. I didn't know. I didn't even know what it is. So imagine you don't know what emo is. And I, like I, I met my first emo and I was like, whoa, who's what's this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, he's gay or he's like he's really glam. You know, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. And I was like, cool. You know, and then, and then, and then he wasn't. I was like, he's like, yeah, my, he's like, my girlfriend's, I'm like, your girlfriend? What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, my girlfriend's at my house. I'm just like, and he's just got full makeup on and hair. And I'm just like, it was mind boggling. And then I, then I started under tapping into it and being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, there's just so many, there's so many different, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not breaking the internet here by saying that there's so many different cultures, but <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's just weird to how many niche things are running. I mean, to be honest, I think people should feel lucky if they even get a niche following. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nowadays, it's like, I remember when I was growing up and, you know, obviously we all, not everybody, but like we have these huge dreams of being like a household name yeah. or a global pop star, the yeah. biggest rapper or whatnot. And then, you know, as as time passes, you get your your follow, your own following, whatever it is. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you, you don't you feel, you don't realize that like you're lucky to even have that. People don't ever get fan bases. Yeah. <laughs> like real shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck, I, I know I have my like niche thing. And yeah. but I was at in hindsight, I'm like, what am I doing? I have homies who are still trying to grind and get a decent following. You right. know what I mean? So I should count my blessings and be like, I have that. Hundred you know? percent. You yeah, know? you get you get caught up. I was thinking about that the other day. Like I was driving, I'm like, I was thinking about like, you know, because I've been in, I've been in business with born and raised for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and 
and there's, there's been so many times where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This is fucking hard. Yeah. What's happening? Like, wh- where is it? What's where is it going? It's taking up so much time. Like, I should be doing this. And then the, the other day I was driving around. I was like, wait a minute. You know how hard it is to just get anyone to pay attention to anything? Oh, for sure. Like, seriously, like to really even like strike a chord. Yeah. So, and the problem is once you do it, you're, you, you're no longer looking at yourself and the people that like are next to you. You're looking at. Everybody. This new market you're in. Yep. And you're like, well, this guy, this guy is making fucking, you know, 26 million a year. Yeah. That's and like true. this dude's got fucking doing the Vogue <clears throat> and like, you, this, you know, and you get caught into that shit and you just kind of fail to see like, you know, uh, what about just having a business that works? Like, exactly. That could be like the beginning of the end for a lot of people when they start focusing on the outside. Start shit. looking at it, other It's people. the same shit. It's like, it's like videos and comments, right? Like instead of all the love comments we look at, we look at all the hater comments. Right. Yeah. You give so much attention to that shit, that one motherfucker right there. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck you, you know? Yeah, it's never the positive. It's always a negative comment. It's exactly. like you sift through it and you're like, oh, this guy thinks I'm fucking ugly. Fuck you. you know? <laughs> I don't even, actually, I don't even, to be honest, like I don't even trip on those comments. Like I don't, I don't, um, I don't read the YouTube comments. Me too. Uh, I, I once, once in a while, I'll, I'll, like the other day, someone wrote some comment and I told them to go fuck their father or something. But I, but I'm like, I don't really care. You know, yeah. so like, I, I just, people are like, people just like, people love, we live in an era too where people are like, they love, they know that they can get attention by being dicks. Right. And they know that there's two ways. They know that like, they can't get attention by doing anything interesting. Cause all these people too have like, they have like ghost accounts. You know, yeah, people are talking shit. Yep. Like, you don't have no interest. You have no, no insight into their life. So you can either get attention by A, tearing someone down, canceling them, destroying them if you find a way. Yeah. Or B, just shitting on them and being like trying to make them feel like shit. Yeah, for and sure. And like, you know, some comments like you're, I wish you're, sh-, you know, something about the show. And I'm like, bro, I totally don't give a shit. Like, I don't give a and, fuck. And they get gassed up, especially when their comment gets like, like 15 thumbs ups. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? That's just adding fuel to like, their yeah, fuck this guy. It's like, yes, I have an army with me now that right. hates <laughs> together. And they think that because you're like, because in your, in, in your, in their mind, you're some sort of like media figure. You're like, no, you're just a person doing something. Yeah. The same, like you're not, it's not like you're like, you know, I get, it's not like you're fucking Rihanna. Even if, I'm sure she even sees things. It's like, oh, that fucking stung. Yeah. But like, I think it's not that the, the comments are, it's just that they, they are looking at you like something that doesn't, it doesn't seem human that they can just like project things onto. And, and what they don't realize about even formats like this is like, we're just having a conversation. You right. know what I mean? And, and everything's loose. So they'll focus on one thing you said. It's like, well, this blah, blah, blah. And we're not even thinking about it that hard. No, you know too, what I'm, I'm saying? But yeah. they'll focus on that thing you said. It's like, no, I have to disagree with you, blah, blah, blah. And write a fucking think piece on the shit. I think be right, right. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? This was just a loose conversation. Yeah, we're like, just talking here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of dummies talking, exactly. like barely fucking, you know, lucky to be here, I think. Lucky to be here. Um, and also I saw, uh, are you, I saw you, are you doing some sort of a, a film venture? Like you're doing a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been in like, you know, I've been in, uh, doing TV and film stuff for a long time now as an actor or developing stuff. But yeah. uh, I'm going to, uh, I just launched a production company and our first film project is with Anderson Pack and that we're shooting late, later this year. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that, that'll that be our first project. And from there on, we're just going to be developing TV shows and, and movie projects and stuff. So, How's uh, Anderson Pack involved? Uh, well, he's my friend from like almost 15 years now. So uh, like we used to do music together. Him, oh, okay. him and the Free Nationals were like my band. Like oh, Anderson okay. was my drummer and oh, shit. Oh, sick. Uh, we, come up, we just came up together and since then like – I've always liked, um, as he's gotten bigger uh, and I've gotten into like TV and film, I've tried to like include him in certain projects or develop stuff together. Right. Because I'm like, yo, you know, obviously you're popping. So people want to, you know, get some of your ideas going on this other medium and shit. So right. uh, we started developing like a TV thing together. And this is a movie idea that he brought to me and I connected him with the right people. And we now we're working on it together. Yeah. So you basically facilitated like getting it written. And yeah. You're gonna produce exactly. It. And I'm, I'm producing it. Um, Anderson's going to like direct it. Oh, nice! And he, he, him and his son are gonna be in it. Okay, sick. Yeah. And then, do you are you are you connected to a studio for this yeah. venture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh, st- a studio called Stampede Ventures, and they, they financed it, so it doesn't have a home yet, but it's dope because we didn't have to wait for that. We're gonna we have the money. We're gonna right. shoot it and Amazing. then sell it to the highest bidder. You know, that's the way to go. Um, I mean, which is great because when I went into the meeting with him, it was just like they greenlit it on the spot. Oh yeah. Like before, I was 
working on projects for multiple years that never happened you know right, you gotta attach someone yeah. big yeah. so this one now it's like it's going down so what's I'm the budget still, like i can't Ballpark. reveal that right you now yeah, yeah. but uh it's not it's not crazy it's like an indie budget yeah, but yeah. um the, after we like wrote the script it's a bigger movie so yeah. we're gonna have to like i think get some more money involved. get some more money involved yeah. um but it, it's not crazy but it's not like super low either yeah yeah i feel like making a film if you've done anything, you know, if it's just like building a company. Like yeah. It's just like, okay, we're gonna start this little company. We're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna build the product. Yeah. And then you're gonna dissolve it when it's over and you're gonna sell it. So it's like, a, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like a scaling trajectory. Yeah. For a film. So it's like, I look at, and I think about that all the time is like making a feature, it's like super doable. It like, is. You know, yeah. once you have the, once you have the thing, you attach the right people and you get the fucking thing, boom, boom, and then you, then you're gonna get your name on the board. Ready Making it good is the hardest thing, though. That's know? the hardest part. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, the, hard, other that's yeah. the hardest shit. You know, so I mean, this is—it's a lot of—it's—it's it's nerve wracking because this is our first shit. Yeah, you know, like it's—it's it's, a lot of times in the industry that's like kind of like the make it or break it thing. Yeah, like it determines how easily you're gonna get the money to do your next shit. You yeah. know, so it, it's well, pretty directed before. He done he, he's done music videos. He hasn't done a feature, right. but. You know, I, it's like he has a good team around him, so yeah. I think it's gonna be like done really. Uh, I'm I'm stoked. I think from what what we've been working on, it's something that like no one's ever seen, like this story. So it's cool, and it involves a lot of like like black and Asian worlds coming together. Cool. So it's it's really cool. Yeah, he's from L.A. Uh, he's from Oxnard. Oxnard, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Oxnard. Yeah. Oxnard's a trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oxnard and uh, his uh, his son is half Korean. Okay. So the right. story is like a lot about his son. And right. Stuff, so I'm going to Vegas uh, tomorrow, I think, or Monday. What are you doing? Uh, actually, I'm going to meet up Anderson to finish up the final like draft. Is that script. where he lives? No, but he has residency right now with Silk Sonic over there. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Which is crazy because he's like probably one of the youngest dudes to have like a residency because that's more like an older artist thing. Yeah. You like kind of the legacy artists have a, you know, a thing there. But Silk Sonic, they have like a really dope show that they've been doing over there. So. What's your take on Vegas? You know what? I've never been a regular Vegas dude growing, even growing up here. I never like, you know, I have homies who go like every weekend and shit. Gamblers. Gamblers yeah. and, and uh, but also just like partiers. Yeah. But it's not, that's not like my party scene or nothing like that. Gambling, I can see myself getting caught up in it easily. Yeah. But every time I start, I'm just like, I, yeah. I feel like everything. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I feel the, the, kicks in, I like, feel ah. my dad's blood running through my right, veins right, right, and right, shit. You know right. what I mean? And it's, I got to chill. Um, it's fun, I guess, for the gambling part. It's not really my my party scene or anything. But. Yeah, there's some, seri there's some serious, like, there's some serious Korean gamblers, right? Bro, like, I think a lot of Asians in general, yeah. like Filipinos. Right. Koreans, China, I, even Chinese, yeah. Yeah, and I go to the casino, and it's like I, I, it's like I get, I'll be doing good, and then sometimes I get flanked by like two Korean dudes, yeah. And then I don't, and I forget because I they don't fuck around, yeah. And there's a certain, I mean, I can I, I it's can I generalize is that am I being xenophobic by saying like, and like I'll forget and I'll just get crushed because I'm not paying attention. I'm like these dudes, the, you can't bluff them, right? They don't fuck it like, and they bet and they bet hard, and like if you don't respect their play, you just wipe you out. <laughs> Like no, the last a, time I went out, I was like, I was woozy and tired. This is, and, and I was doing good. And I, I was coming back up, and I was just like, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy sat down and I wasn't paying attention. And next thing you know, I was toast. I mean, it's a thing, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. a big stereotype, I guess, of the the Asian community too, because there's buses that go to Vegas every day right from here right and they just take like older asian cats that just go over there gamble for the day pull back up you know yeah they, they, they go crazy yeah it's a thing that's what's up man i mean I, yeah i i'm i'm going to vegas like i'm reluctant i don't like vegas like i yeah. just it's i'm not it's just you kind of it's like you're just painted into a corner over there yeah yeah and i don't drink so it's like if you're not drinking that's true uh it's like what the fuck if you're not drinking and you just and you don't want to gamble. What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Like, what am I gonna do in the time when I'm not playing cards and fucking, you know, I'm gonna have to find something to do. But there's no like, I you know, I like to go hike and shit. I'm fucking. Yeah. I'm a very like mellow person. Did you ever I'm, drink or? Oh yeah, I was a fucking. Yeah. Nut. I'm I'm like in the stage of my life where I'm like trying to cut it out. Yeah. Because I'm a heavy drinker. Yeah. And, and I've always kind of been and like. Well, you got it. It's in your blood. It is. It is. But I think I'm just. You know. I think. 
it's not just the Korean drinking thing because Koreans have like no, soju. No, you're, you're talking about your old man. Oh right? yeah, my old man. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I guess I didn't think about it like that. You yeah. know, and that's funny because I would think that when I was growing up, like I wouldn't drink because my dad was so wild that way. Yeah, yeah. And I saw him do horrible things, but it turned into me drinking re regularly. You, you know? end up turning into. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. always a scary thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then also like K, I think K Town is a huge just drinking. K Town's so boozy. It, it's, it's like so, insane. It's boozy. so fucking boozy. Over it's there. crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I have like some struggles in that area. Yeah. Of uh, and, and I'm slowly in this kind of place right now where I'm trying to go full on. You know that transition. You know I'm sure that you made a decision at some point. Or I mean I I had to fucking I had to flame out. Like, yeah. I had to hit the wall like doing a hundred for me to like. Right. That's, you know, they, it, you know, I'm in like Alcoholics Anonymous, they call it bottoming yep. out, you know? So you bottom out and like people's, everyone has a different bottom. Right. Some people's bottom is like, uh, I got divorced and fucking lost the house and like crashed right. my car. Other people's bottom is like, I was in a ditch sucking dick for fucking that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, like everyone has a different level. <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? And uh, it just depends. And, the, you know, people talk to me about it all the time. They're like, I got a friend, she's really fucked up. I want to take her somewhere. And it's like, the problem is, no one will do it unless they want to do it. Yeah. So you can, it doesn't matter if someone's like, I'm going to fucking leave you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's like nine times out of 10, they got to figure, you got to figure it out. And you got to feel like you get to a point where you really are disgusted with yourself. I'd rather almost feel like I'd rather just, you know, treat this as my bottom than end up in a ditch. <laughs> like, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. while I kind of have this clear sense of like wanting to do it, yeah. then hit that bottom. But I've been in terrible moments too, where I've yeah. like come home and it's just like in a terrible place, yeah. looking in the mirror, like talking to myself, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, flushing down drugs and, yeah. you know, but then it just becomes a repetitive thing. Yeah, yeah. No, dude, you, dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, then you're like, oh, well, I'll just have like one shot. You know, I'll be chill tonight. And then yeah. fucking cut to like three in the morning. You're like, <laughs> you know, that, the whole shit is just going off. That's you know? a scarier thing when you become a functional um, alcoholic or a drug addict yeah. or whatnot. Because yeah. you can still get things done. And like no one from the outside really full on sees that. Yes. You know, and maybe like a few loved ones here and there. But and you're just like, what? I'm still getting shit done. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So I think that's the harder part. I think that's the worst place to be actually when you know better, but you're still doing it. Yeah. When you're able to fold it into your life and keep your life afloat, it is tough because yeah. it's also like people also want like, it's an easy way to hang out with people. It's socially acceptable. Your friends are all drinking. Yep. Like, yep. and they don't, you know, it's like, it's the same reason I'm like, I can't fucking eat like, you know, three cheeses, you know, like, I yeah. just, I'm like, I'm not going to have any. Yeah, I just, I just eat the whole bag. Exactly. Whereas like, someone else would be like, I just had four of them and I'm good. You know, like but does that is that like cutting out, like say like drinking, like obviously one of the things that fuels that is social settings. Yes. So do you just cut out the social setting completely? You a lot of people do. I know you have to. You might have to in the beginning. Yeah. I can go anywhere. Right. I can go to any bar. I just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like I just yeah, it's yeah. just too loud. I'm just like oh, I want to. I want to get up early at the gym. Like got you. But but yeah, there was there were years where I was going out. Because I, when I got sober when I was really young, mm -hmm. and I, I then I was unsober for a minute, but I spent like ten years sober, really young, and I was still going out all the time to clubs. I yeah. still, and I was like, I still got to go out. I still got to talk to girls. I still got to have this life. Yeah. yeah. I, and so I was going out and drinking water and hanging and like being like getting into the vibe of like the whole thing. That's what I want to do. I yeah. want to be able to get there. You can get there. It's just like you got to be able to, you know. It's just like if if you have the ism, uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta figure out how to put it down, and uh, you know. As we say, we're saving you a seat. If you ever want to come by, I'll take you to a meeting. <laughs> I might have to dead ass. Yeah, so, anytime. For, uh, no, seriously. Yeah. 100%. Um, but uh, yeah, good shit. That was a good, we did a good hour. That was a right? good hour right there. Right? Yeah, well, 52 minutes. Oh, well, sorry. It's 52 minutes. We don't have any ad reads. Do you guys have ads on your, sh on your show? We do occasionally get ads. I mean, it's not like crazy. We're not like making crazy money off of it. But I yeah. love it because this shit is just like we end up with i end up with content to share on everything you know yeah. what i mean like the clips all the shit you know yeah. like the same with you it's like yeah i love that i love sharing the clips you know a lot of people don't even really listen to it they just love the clips you yeah. know and yeah so, people were like i saw your show i'm like which part did you like they're like i'm like oh so you watch the clip yeah because <laughs> yeah. they think they watch the show yeah yeah i mean it's hard for any I, I i get it it's hard for anybody to get through a whole episode of a podcast in my yeah. opinion you know um you have to be like hardcore loyal about I it. feel like too that I feel like too with podcasting like I have a love-hate relationship with it like I really like sitting down and talking to people it's cool uh sometimes I get I get annoyed because I'm just like 
there's a lot going on and it's yeah. kind of it's kind of like where it's in my house like i get out of my house and i'm trying to, i gotta get a studio but yep. but um but i do like the idea that there's this you know that this body of work is going to exist yeah and you never know. You never know what it's going to turn out to be. Right. And also just like one, you know, you might be in your 70s one day and be like, I'm going to take a look at what <laughs> right. it was like, you know, and four have years ago. And you'll have like, 100 plus episodes of stories yeah. and experiences yeah. you're going through at the time. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a cool thing It is to do. cool. It is cool. Yeah. But it also gets people canceled too. It can get you canceled, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's motherfuckers that, you know, like, uh, you know, Shane McGinnis with the SNL thing. He was a guy who had a podcast. Oh, I love that they dude. They found, yeah, his standup is actually fantastic. This He's, is coming from an Asian guy, you know? Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's, but then the Asian community was in an uproar right. during that time of it. And, and I don't know exactly. He, he made a he made an Asian joke on SNL? No, not on SNL, on his podcast. Okay. Before he, so before he got casted on SNL. Right. And, and you know, yeah, like, it was like but he was already on but he didn't do a show or something right no he so he got on snl and they announced that and somebody i guess pulled up a past episode of him and his co-host right where they make some asian jokes and they're right. doing like i mean it was pretty bad in the sense they're doing like super racist like impersonations and yeah, shit like yeah. that uh and i don't know the full context honestly i just saw the clip and the clip looks kind of bad i can see how people are mad you know what yeah, I mean? yeah but it spread and everyone was like trying to get him kicked off of SNL for right. it. Like and he shouldn't be on it. Right. But I think what made it worse was that this was the same year that he got he got put on as a new cast member at the same time as Bo and Yang, who's an Asian cast member. Right. You know what I mean? Like those were the two, I mean, there was them and another girl, but those were the new cast members they announced. It was the first ever Asian guy on SNL ever. Right. So that's what made it worse. Right. Because <laughs> it was it's like- just a, Yeah, it's like a climate, like, I don't know what the- I don't know what he did with Joker's. I'll just say this separately from all that. The motherfucker is so funny. His like, stand-up is, is he's really good. Really funny. Yeah, I listened good. to his podcast and yeah. him there is just hilarious. His like, special is good. Have you seen his new special? Uh I actually did a stand-up show with him too. And him and Bobby Lee. Oh, you Lee. do stand-up? I too? do stand-up too. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, him and Bobby Lee, we did a a, 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 a whole thing together. And like uh Bobby said some shit funny on stage about that oh shit too. It was fucking hilarious. Bobby Lee fucking rips too. Yeah, I saw he's him. fucking hilarious. I saw him in the comedy store. I was like, that dude's a force of nature. Oh yeah. Like he is Yeah. And I don't I don't even like I, I hate comedy. I hate comedy. Like <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I just because Wait, how do you hate comedy? That's... Because nine times out of ten, it's so unfunny to me. Yeah. It's like there's a few there's like some comedians that are hilarious, but I'd say the majority of comedians are like it's just kinda like they're like, ah, I fucked this chick in the ass. I'm like, who cares? It's not funny. I'm just like, you know. Yeah. I've seen it. There's a lot of bad. I'll just say this. There's a lot of bad com comics. I think where, who are boring. Where you're coming from is that you can't put yourself in. Like, you have to put yourself in that mode to laugh, I think, when yeah. you're in comedy. Yeah, so, like, when they tell yeah, yeah. a random story or premise, you have to kind of, like, force yourself to, like, care about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, most or it's of the like time. you gotta you gotta be honoring the two drink minimum. You gotta be you gotta be really, <laughs> like the whole experience. You gotta be you know you yeah. gotta be in a goofy mood, ready to laugh. Like I'm ready to laugh. Look, I love yeah, yeah. I love la I'm dying to fucking laugh all the time. Yeah, but uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'm I go dying to, the, to laugh. I am constantly. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm I mean, dying to laugh. I'm constantly trying to fucking make yeah. things funny or or laugh at something or somebody, mm -hmm. even at you know anyone's expense. But like I, you know, the last time I went to the comedy store, we saw a whole bunch of people, and I was like, maybe three of them were funny. And Bobby Lee was one of them. Santino was another one. Yeah, uh, uh, Wardell was funny. Mm -hmm. You know, like because it, it's like they got like there's something there. You know, Louis C.K. is fucking funny. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, you know, there's, but it's, it's hard. I think it's a hard, huh? Yeah, those guys are fun. I think a lot of comedians, huge comedians are literally like, I think it's just, they have an audience that's not me. <laughs> you know, oh, like, so you don't like the, the, I mean, Louis C.K. is huge, but you know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But like, there's a lot of big comedians who are like, they're not talking to, they're not, yeah, the yeah. jokes aren't for me. Well, it's everyone for like has another their, guy. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has their, their kind of type of comedian, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess the huge mega stars of comedy, they kind of tap in into the general like masses, I guess. But even like Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Yeah, has he's him. like a massive. Cat yeah. Williams in his prime was fucking amazing. Yeah, like, he was. Cat Williams, like I was crying, yeah. you know? Yeah. Obviously Dave Chappelle. Yeah, um, Chappelle was incredible. I just saw him at the Hollywood Bowl, fucking sick. You didn't see the show no, where they met? The stabbing? Did you, yeah, did you, see where they, did you see how they mashed that guy? 
Oh yeah, no, no, his I, arm was backwards. I wasn't at that one. He did like three nights there, but I was like, I wish I was at that. One. I know. I wish I would have seen that. <laughs> that should seem like a legendary moment of some sort. He looked like, like a, he looked like a steamroller, like bro, he looked like a cartoon steamroller I, guy. Like I he, can't even look at like I'm not good at like looking at you know bones oh, yeah, out yeah, of place yeah. and shit. I hate. So when I saw that shit, I just couldn't even stare at it. Bro. I had to. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't. I hate watching skaters eat shit like when they get a yeah, fracture. Yeah, yeah. And I had, but I had to look twice. I'm like, wait, your arms don't do that. It was just like <laughs> that shit was so wild, bro. I couldn't even explain it but i feel like you he got every bit that he deserved like why are you rushing the stage yeah after a man just got slapped in this climate like you deserve to get molly wop for to, sure to, to the dust you yeah. know what i mean like it's yeah um so yeah you're doing a lot of things he's doing comedy he's got a podcast I mean, film measures are you still rapping you still making albums i'm not focused on it right now um but you know i'm itching to like make a new song or whatever but i'm not i'm not focused on making an album right now and it was a tough thing for me to do after like that's all I've known for a long time and to be like maybe I won't do that for the next year yeah. you know and it's a scary thing but since I've made that decision to be like I'm going to focus on this other thing so many more doors have opened up yeah, yeah. you know what I mean it's like yeah. that you got to be able to like let things go it's a scary little bit. to move so into scary. other things yeah yeah so yeah. it was like that for me for the last like 2 years making that transition was like scary for me but um yeah I get that but it was it was great now I feel so like liberated knowing that i can do other shit and things are happening you know what are you listening to now what am i listening to yeah. uh i don't know like rap wise uh just random shit rx nephew <laughs> like does i just i just heard him the other day yeah like i just i uh babytron uh yeah, like Babytron. shit like that i like i like just I like raps like that are like written like that. That's like, not giving a fuck about each line kind of right, thing. Right. Um, it's fun to listen to, I guess. Uh, so you're listening to current shit. I'm still, I, I'm still stuck in like you know. I'm like, Pusha T's got a new album. Like I'm fucking hyped. I'm, I, I listen, I listen to Pusha T's new shit. I'm listening yeah. to Kendrick's new shit. I listen yeah. to all that stuff. You yeah. know. Um, but I, I can't say I'm really on the pulse. Those those no. guys are because like some homie put me onto it. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, I know they ain't nobody cool guys, and they're like putting me always onto like new weird like underground shit yeah i only know about rx nephew because someone at my game threw it on and then yeah i only know about babytron because of the fucking internet you know? yeah it's all like internet homies that are like putting me onto it and, yeah. and then i and then i listen to it and i kind of i get it though that's the yeah. thing i'm like okay like i'm not super out of touch like i listen to it and it's like entertaining it connects yeah yeah so i'm like okay i get it you know what i mean like it's funny where rap has like it's it's like it's like devolving, you know. Like it's like it went super fucking lyrical miracle whip, right? And then I mean, there's always been another thing going on, and now there's just a whole a whole bunch of rappers who are like they're just like they're not even on beat, they're not even rhyming, right, right. they're just saying some shit. It's like fucking blowfly, but you know? exactly. But I think that's what it is. It's like it's it connects on a funny level and yeah. like a witty I don't give a fuck level. Yeah, like if you're rhyming three words that are the exact same words in a row, but yeah. you say it differently. Yeah. It's like, you gotta be funny to do that too. You gotta you know? be funny, yeah. They're yeah. just like pressing on the irony right there. I like too, like when, when, like there's a whole wave of rappers who are just like, just so, they're like, they're just not homophobic. You yeah. know, just say like the most wild gay shit. Like I thought that made me so happy because <laughs> it's just so funny. Cause that's how right. I talk to my friends about things and like, and they're doing it in a way where it's like, there were rappers were so scared to say anything that yeah. might be perceived as being gay and now they're just like i'll suck a motherfucker's dick like it's fucking <laughs> yeah. around which is, i think is like you know it's just funny because like it's good to see people let their hair down you i, I think it's bold and it's refreshing because you know as the the more modern generation of like kids who are getting into rap everyone's thinking about getting a manager at 15 or blowing up and doing this right there's still that underground group of kids that just don't give a fuck. Like they're not gonna get a branding deal right. for like a major brand anytime soon, but they don't give a fuck. And they're just making that. There's like, I like that boldness in that shit. You Did know you what I mean? Did uh, you ever see these guys called Dark World? Dark they're like, World. it's like, a, it's like. Is that a band? No. No, it's like, it's like nine white kids from Bumblefuck America. Okay. And they had this, they had a, they, they just started making raps and videos like nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And they had this song called Creme de la Creme. And like they had all these splinter groups. It was crazy. Really? Okay. And I don't I don't think it ever caught on, but it was amazing. I gotta check uh, that out. Yeah, my buddy Lee put me onto it once. And it's been, and I still every once in a while I would just revisit their YouTube. Who is that Lee Shaner? Lee uh, Intuition Lee? No, no, Lee, uh, oh, okay. Lee Spielman. Oh, Lee Spielman, yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like, he was like, check out this dark world shit. And like when I, when we had our office. Yeah. And I and I still like honestly, I'll hear I'll listen, I'll hear it. 
I'll like think about it in my head. Like it's stuck in my head. It's like seven years ago he put it on there. Yeah, Lee like, knows so much shit. He knows like, so much he's shit. He's so it. deep in all yeah. that shit. He is. He's in the yeah. middle of it. Not for sure. Like, literally in the middle of all of it. Right, you know? right, right. Western Massachusetts. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've definitely heard that name, Dark World. Yeah. You gotta check it out. It's funny. It's like they're so in their own fucking lane. Then there was also fuck. There was also another group who was doing kind of like comedic rap. Where it was like it was like seven dudes in a backyard, and they were called like and they're totally fucking ridiculous. And and they're like, ah, I wish I knew the name. Are they are they like like a backyard wrestler type kids yeah they have backyard I, I wrestler vibes. you know those guys I think i've seen them yeah i've seen clips of it yeah it's fucking hilarious yeah 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 they're kind of wrestling yeah they were like and they would like come out and be like i'm fucking the baddest like <laughs> yeah, yeah i've seen that shit i love it i wish i knew i didn't guy. think of it as like a rap group but i just thought they were just fucking around and- yeah i just love i mean you just love seeing people fuck around it's like it's like cky you know before before jack even jackass right for such a long time was like so funny to watch people be assholes and goof off. It's you know? it's the best seeing people not take themselves seriously in yeah. spaces where people take themselves so seriously. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. That's yeah. that's the best shit. That and rap it. is one of those spaces that everyone takes themselves so fucking seriously. Right. You know. Right. It's all open, man. Everything's wide open now. It's a trip. Yeah. Free young thug. Right. Of course. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. You got a free young thug and yeah. a free gunner too. Free them both. Right, Jason? Yes. All right. Great show.